Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at what's happening in local sport with me, Jason Harrison and Tim Morris. Mansfieldtown going to a busy week on the bank of a 3-1 loss at Wimbledon with a trip to Morecambe on Tuesday following tomorrow's home game with Luton. Whilst Adam Murray says he wants his side to strike a balance between defence and attack against the Hatters. When we get it right, we're, we're going to be OK. We've, um, we've looked at different things and we've looked at what works in one area, we've looked at what works at the other end of the pitch and we've either been ultra-secure or ultra-attacking. So now it's about getting that balance. We'll hear more from the Stags manager as well as look at the latest accounts for the club that were revealed at this week's AGM and how preparations have begun for the traditional fancy dress for supporters at the last away game of the season. We'll also take a look at what's happening in non-league. There's a chance for you to show your pool skills at the Nottinghamshire Blackball Pool Trials this weekend. And we'll hear from a former Notts cricketer about the county's chances this summer and bowler Stuart Broad who this week became the world's best test bowler. All that along with the Mansfieldtown weekly prize draw, Morris's minute moan and the sports Talk predictor makes it another busy 90 minutes ahead, so let's get underway. Very good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 here through to 7 o'clock talking everything that's been going on in local sport. Tim Morris is with me in the studio. Good evening, Tim. No morning, Jason. We said evening five minutes ago. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we've, we've, we've moved <laughs> all the news from yeah. that. Yes, uh, you've been waiting all day for a package, haven't you? Yeah, you only just got here. Just again, arrived. <laughs> typically, here you, know, you wait all day, and it comes just as you're going out. The what door. is it? You got a text saying your your package will be here between nine a.m. Yeah. and five, 5 p.m. Yeah, and then what happens? <laughs> Ten past five. Ten past five. Perfect. Well, at least you got it in the end. Yeah. Sort of. It was a what was it? A router for a uh, router for the broadband. So I've got yeah. to sort that out when I get you home. Get on the internet tonight. Fingers, bit, fingers crossed. Be on the internet all to, all tonight. <laughs> and I know that, Tim. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about sports, shall we? That's what we're here for for the next hour and a half. A busy old week, especially with Mansell Town again, isn't it? I mean, we'll talk more after six o'clock about news. Uh, the just stacks. keeps coming, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And good news and bad news this week. Mainly good news, to be fair. Yes. I mean, obviously, the bad news about lo- losing the player who Adam Murray thought he'd uh, arranged to stay a little bit longer. Yeah, Blair, Blair Adams, Adams. Yeah. But knowing Adam, he'll have something up his sleeve to replace him with. Yeah, we'll talk about what might happen tomorrow. I mean, there's been a few things being talked about on social media, not least from members <laughs> high up in the, uh, in the, the club, club itself yeah. have been uh, dropping names and, and so forth. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. But if it's the usual way this is done, we'll find out at about 1 o'clock, o'clock tomorrow afternoon. 2 o'clock or 1.30, that's yeah. how it'll be announced, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if the idea was to sort of put Luton off the, off the scent, if you like, which is what happened with Baxendale against Stevenage, mm. and that did work, yeah. surely it's a bit of an own goal to announce it on Facebook <laughs> that he's coming. If indeed if, that's if, what happens. If it's true, of course, it could be somebody else. It could be a double bluff, could be a triple bluff, who yeah. knows? But we'll talk more about Mansell Town after six o'clock, plenty between now and then. We'll be talking cricket and blackball pool. It's a big weekend locally. Yeah. And for that, if you want to uh, try and become a pool player, there's a good opportunity this weekend. We'll hear about that very, very shortly. But let's find out what's been happening in the world of sports today. It's been another busy one. We start with Mansfield Town, who've had £1.2 million of their debts wiped clean. Loans from owner John Radford and directors Steve Hymas and Steve Middleton have been turned into preference shares. The news was announced at yesterday's club AGM, but it was also revealed the Stags had losses of around £75,000 last season. That's down from around £720,000 the previous year. Meanwhile, on the pitch, Mansfield are getting ready for tomorrow's game with Luton at the Wancall Stadium. The Stags have never been beaten at home by the Hatters in the league and will look to notch up another win and possibly move back into the league to playoff zone. Nathan Jones is now in charge at Luton, a relative unknown, but someone that Mansfield boss Adam Murray knows, and he says the change manager won't change the approach to the game. No, he's a good coach, I know of his, his background, very good coach, but honestly, you're going off one game, aren't you? Because you can you can go back over the, the other games, but you don't know what he's putting in. We'll, we'll view him off his last game, but the preparation will be about us. Meanwhile, Forrest have announced today that winger Chris Burke has joined Rotherham on loan until the end of the season. In the Premier League, Manchester United manager Louis van Gaal's not taken kindly to reports he could step down at the end of the season. The club have also had to deny a story. They've met with Bayern Munich boss Pep Guardiola about the possibility of replacing the Dutchman. Van Gaal is not keen to talk about his future. I don't think that the press have to help me with my decisions. And uh, first they have sacked me and now they are interfering my future. I don't think that I have to answer this question. 
Cricketer Nottinghamshire Stuart Broad took a wicket on day one of England's fourth test with South Africa in Centurion. The hosts won the toss and decided to bat and reached 329 for five at stumps with Stephen Cook making a century on his debut. England, though, have already won the series. In ice hockey, Nottingham Panthers head coach Corin Nilsson says four points are a must in their double bill with bottom two side Manchester Storm in the Elite League this weekend. A home game tomorrow night followed by a trip to Manchester the following evening. The Panthers need two wins to keep their dwindling title hopes alive. The defenceman Paul Swindlehurst knows that Storm won't hand them over on a plate. They've got a lot of talent on that team. They've got a lot of good forwards. They've got a lot of speed. They know how to work with each other too. Uh, they're a good team. They're a bit unfortunate at the moment for where they are. They're a good team and we're not going to take them lightly. And in rugby, Nottingham have been forced into a late change for their final British and Irish Cup game of the season tonight. Fly-half Lawrence Rayner is no longer available for selection for the home game with Cardiff Blues. He's replaced by Will Miller to make his first start of the campaign. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. Tony Delahunt is back with your local news at the top of the hour. And it's always interesting, isn't it, Tim? Uh, Louis van Gaal again. It seems to be regular <laughs> talks, doesn't it, about his yep. future. It's, his successor, it's, even though he's still in the job, <laughs> he, he isn't very nice at the end of the day, yeah. whether you like him or not. And at the end of the day, where oh, are the they now? Football, though, is awful. Fifth, though, isn't it, it is awful, and it is you know, entertainment is the name of the game in sports, I suppose. But if at the end of the season, Man United somehow w- won the uh, Premier League, they're not surely, going to do surely they can't get rid of him. Well, they're, they're not going they're creeping to. up. They're creeping up. Leicester dropping points, they're probably not going to hang on anywhere, are they? Man City are prone to the odd uh, yeah. surprise result. Arsenal are really prone to, away from home, losing points. I think they're playing Chelsea, aren't they, soon? Mm-hmm. Or Tottenham, one of the two. They don't do particularly well in derbies. <laughs> so there is a chance for Man United. <laughs> I'd love to see what the back page probably still say. Guardiola coming in yeah. or something like Which that. Which probably would happen, just like yeah. at Manchester City, where, you know, even if he wins the league, he's on his way out. I suppose it will be... And Jurgen Klopp will get it soon, I'm sure, as well. The, 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 Brit, the English press will not let it go will they they will keep going and going and going and And Van Gaal will never have had this before even when he was a national manager or what have you no although Uh, the Dutch press to be fair uh, are pretty can be vicious if you like at Mm. times and turn on them not so much in Germany I, I must admit but they're getting paid handsomely for the rewards yeah, yeah far out, outweigh any inconvenience and they always go into other well paid jobs again exactly. don't they so, yeah, yeah. If, even if it's only in the media for a season while well, you get another <laughs> job you're still getting paid for you know talking about what you love elsewhere in there today ice hockey Nottingham Panthers got a couple of games Manchester Storm they they lost against Sheffield Steelers yep. last weekend and you, you sort of feel when you look at the league table now that probably the title is too much I away from so. the Panthers yeah. now most definitely, yeah. He's funny, I think they could beat Steelers on the day, just mm. couldn't re- repeat what they'd done a few weeks earlier when it, when it mattered, I suppose you could say, on Sunday. Yeah, so if I think for them now, it's going to be cup competitions at, at best, if you like. And, and the playoffs and as well. On, if yeah, you finish in the top possibly, four, you yeah. get the home advantage yeah. in the playoffs. So there's still a lot to play for, and that's one thing about but ice hockey. There it is keeps so going much like rugby league, that's yeah. right. They, they know how to extend the season and make it interesting. Oh, speaking of rugby league, it's only a fortnight away, that's you know, right, now. And Super League, yeah. uh, we're getting close to spring now. Although you were moaning about January earlier on, saying, Never, it seems to never end. It goes, on, goes on forever. But you're right. You know, you know summer's coming now because rugby league really is a summer sport at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> it isn't in the first three rounds or so. It's no, crazy it's, bizarre it's watching it. February, but it is. <laughs> you know, classes itself as a summer sport. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk more about uh, local sports been happening. Uh, we'll talk cricket shortly as well. But uh, this weekend, you have the chance to show your skills as a pool player. Uh, the Nottingham shirt black ball pool trials take place over the weekend in Mansfield across a number of age ranges. Uh, the chairman of the county's association for the sport, Harvey Elmhurst, told me they're looking to build on what's already an impressive pool of talent across our area we've got 10 teams play for the county we've got four men's teams an a b c and a d and under 23 side two senior sides a master side two under 18 sides and this weekend we have on saturday the 23rd of january at the towers botany avenue at 11 a.m trials for the under 18s and under 23s it's free to come to the trials and see if you're interested in doing it and then on the sunday we've got men's seniors over 40s and masters over 50s trials 11 a.m again it's three pound to enter that one if you get in any of them all it costs for the year is 15 pound you get a shirt and that's for the signing on to ebpf blackball county i mean blackball is massive um there's four counties now over the country there's national finals every March it's going to Chelsea we've got six teams already qualified for that this year uh, we've already won six national titles in the last three years so black ball is the one with the yellow and red balls is that right yeah it's the, it's the, the one that you see more commonly in, in pubs and things like that yeah. yeah I mean we started this county four years ago and like I say we've got over 100 players now play for the county if you get into the county you'll play 
teams like West Yorkshire, South Yorkshire, Derbyshire, uh, Staffordshire, uh, teams like that. And we always sort transport out. There's no no problem on the transport situation because we, we, we all work together as a county. Excellent. Uh, so uh, if I come along, say, for instance, tomorrow uh, to the trials, uh, what will I see? What will happen on the day? Well, you could... You, you won't get in the under 18. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could probably have, I'll have a try. <laughs> if you go to the Sunday on the men's yeah. or the senior master, if you come in, anyone will take your name, put you into groups, and then everybody plays off each other, mm. and then we'll get down to how many spots we've got available, and it goes from there. And yeah. how many do you normally get out of these trials then? Um, it varies. We're expecting probably, hopefully, get about 20 to 30 people turn up mm. for the men's. There's around about eight to nine spots. That means there's quite a few spots. Yeah. and then we, we, we will look at what teams to put you in and whatever and, and then we'll work it from there And uh, but everybody's so friendly and you know it's it's really good rank, good county as well and I mean the other thing as well especially with the under 18s and the under 23s you get trials for England and there's nothing better than that mm. and there's an under 15 uh, England team as well yeah. that means it doesn't matter how old you are I've got players who play in, in our under 18 B team who are 6 and 7 and we've got a lot of players, you know, who started when they were 10, and now they're, like, in the England A-team and mm. in our county A-team. I mean, don't matter how old you are, like I say, I've got a couple of players, six and seven. <laughs> I mean, to come down and, you know... Try. I'm surprised they can see over the table, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's the best start, and, you know, mm. I mean, any, any age, come down, and it's great. We have a league as well on a Monday night called the Nottinghamshire Blackball League at Towers, and we play it all on one night. It's like a proper league, but it's all in one venue, yeah. and we have juniors playing that, and have their own singles league and everything that means if anybody wants to join the Nottinghamshire Blackball League it's uh, on a Monday night and it's really good and it gets you into Blackball and that Excellent. and we have about 40 people every Monday night playing the league and it's it's really good brilliant. as we have at Towers who you know who sponsor us and sponsor the county as well mm. brilliant you, you mentioned the the England set up and all that and there was of course the Nations Cup at, uh, in our area wasn't there recently you were on our uh, on our show talking about that did that go well in the end? that went fantastic um, couldn't have gone any better we had nearly 200 people all together over the uh, five days. It went really well for, for England. Um, they won the under-18s A and B mm. events and the under-15s uh, got runners up in the A and they, and they won the Bs. It, it was uh, a fantastic uh, event. We had it upstairs and downstairs mm. and it, it, could, it couldn't have gone better, really. Yeah, that was Chairman of Nottinghamshire Blackball, Paul Harvey Elmhurst, talking to me uh, earlier on this week. So the trials take place at the Towers in Mansfield on Botany Avenue uh, tomorrow and Sunday. Tomorrow it's the under-18s and the under-23s. That one is free to enter uh, Sunday from 11. It's the men's, uh, the over-40s, who are the seniors. That's me. I can just get into that one, sneak into that one. And, and the over-50s... The Masters. I can, I can almost get into that. No, oh, yeah, you're well into that one. Uh, that's £3 to get into that one as well. There is a dress code for both, so sho uh, shoes, trousers and a polo shirt. You've got to look nice and uh, respectable smart, when you're doing smart yeah, yeah. in there as well. But it's a great... I mean, you say you've been playing pool played pool last Sunday, that's yeah. right. And, you know, you have to wait to get a table, you know, in pubs nowadays <laughs> because it, there is a little bit of a resurgence. There's no doubt Indeed. about Any it. Any good at it? Well, I can pot the oddball. <laughs> <laughs> which, with my eyesight, is more than I can do in snooker, which is, yeah. is now a little is bit more difficult. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're not going to go in for it on Sunday? You never know. <laughs> we, we'll, with the story <laughs> next week about Tim Morris being in the England squad or something yeah. like that for Paul, we'll wait and see. But that's something that's happening at the Towers uh, this weekend. Go along and uh, have a go. As you heard Definitely. from Harvey, if you're there, is have it, a go. Because and, it and basically, it's, it's a sport. Or, well, it's not a game. It's a sport that mm. anybody can have a go at. Because yeah. at the end of the day, all you've got to do is have, you know. Be relatively good eye and just knock a ball into a pocket. <laughs> it, 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 so it, it does sound easy, and of course it isn't that easy, but Paul is definitely far easier than snooker if you just want to knock a few balls into oh, a pocket. We'll start that old chestnut yeah. of snooker against Paul. <laughs> That's something we'll talk about in future weeks, I'm sure, on here, yeah. uh, because uh, we've got Ronnie O'Sullivan coming soon as well, That's aren't right, we? Yeah. Uh, the great snooker legend coming to a night uh, uh, in our area. It's going to be fantastic. That's so we'll talk more about snooker and pool as we go along, but it is the Black Ball Pool Trials for Nottinghamshire this weekend at the Towers in Mansfield. When we come back... Uh, we'll talk cricket. Uh, Paul Pollard, the former Knotts player, has been talking to us a little bit about Stuart Broad, who's been fantastic so far uh, in South Africa uh, in the Test Series. And we'll also hear his uh, thoughts for the uh, 
county championship uh, season that comes ahead. It's, it's what, is it about three months away? So well, two and a half months, yeah, isn't it? Two and a half, so I think. Now, it's yes. getting ever closer. When they start and so, training, yeah. so we talk cricket as well, and then after six, we'll uh, focus on Mansfield Town and look back at that uh, defeat to AFC Wimbledon ahead to the Luton game, and also uh, find out what's been going on in the week for the Stags. So make sure you stay with us. At the time, it's seven. It's five forty-five. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Don't forget Saturday Sport tomorrow from one on rival coverage of the Stags at home to Luton Town. We'll keep you right up to date with everything. We'll have team news around about two o'clock as well. We'll find out if there are any mystery left-backs that have come in uh, to the side. We'll find out that here on Mansfield 103.2. We'll talk more about the Stags after the six o'clock news, but let's uh, look at cricket for the time being myself, Jason Harrison, Tim Morris here on Sports Talk and all eyes have been on Nottinghamshire Stuart Broad this week who became the world's best test bowler after a fantastic display in the third test for England against South Africa at one stage. He took five wickets for just one run as South Africa were destroyed in their second innings and England took the series. Tony Delahunty caught up with former Notts player Paul Pollard for his assessment on Broad's display. Brilliant and you know he's just showed that you know he's a world class performer now and I think over a period of time they've always been thinking you know Jimmy Anderson is this and that and he probably is a more senior bowler but you know without broad you know this uh, he's really come to the party hasn't he England in general I think it's the first overseas victory in a test, test series since 2012 come on very nicely but South Africa looked ropey I think both teams at times have looked a little bit sketchy haven't they with, with bat and ball but I think in general England have been the most settled and looked like they, they could bowl teams out I think South Africa really missed Stain I think he would have been a real handful on that wicket, but obviously you can only beat what's in front of you. I think um, with the way uh, Joe Root batted, I think that was a massive, you know, uh, uh, plus to the England game win, if so to speak. Because without that, I think England could have been in a real interesting position. Could have actually been 50, 60, 70 runs behind. Can I ask you how you fancy Knots this year? Because they haven't really gone to have Broadly very often or anything like that. How do you fancy Knots' chances of a championship season this year? I think what will be interesting is their bowling setup. They've obviously got some young bowlers, but they'll have another year behind them. So it'll be interesting to see how they come back, obviously with Jake and, and Luke Wood and whatever and Brett Wood and see how they do. You know, another year of experience. Um, Siddle, I think, is coming back again. But I think the batting will kind of look after itself, but it's be the bowler, will they be able to bowl teams out twice? That'll be the key to it, I think. So all in all, what sort of a see if you had to predict, had to make a prediction of where about in the table they'd finish, where would you say? Well, I think they'll be disappointed if they're not really competing for the championship. I think, you know, that the, the way Knotts is set up now, they should be competing in every, you know, in every competition and rightly so. You know, they're a great side. 2020, you know, they've got the World Cup, you know, uh, coming up, so you'll have players there. Uh, Taylor Hales, obviously, it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the, in the T20, but they, they should compete in all, you know, and, Really, they should be winning things, I think, with that squad they've got. Former Knotts player Sir Paul Pollard there speaking to Mansfield 3.2's Tony Delahunty. Let's talk about Stuart Broad, first oh, of all. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, you thought, didn't you, uh, last summer with the, uh, the the game against Australia that he couldn't bridge. actually beat That's that. That's right, yeah. And he did here, didn't he, that, really? That was absolutely amazing, and, and both times... You know, unfortunately, I wasn't watching on the television, but I was watching stroke listening live, if you like, to yeah. it happening the first time last summer. You know, it was via uh, websites, if you like, and text alerts and whatever. But on on last Saturday, I was driving up to Sheffield to sort out um, a stag do uh, <laughs> weekend away, shall we say? Nice. In, in a yeah, very nice planning. And uh, couldn't believe it. Got in the car, you know, South Africa, uh, 20 for no wicket, something like that. By the mm. time I get to Sheffield, it's virtually all over. And I've only been driving for 40, 45 <laughs> minutes. It was an amazing. So exciting, yeah. you know, really was exciting, you know, makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. I know that when people were there at Trent Bridge and they said we were watching history being made, yep. I know uh, our Clipston reporter Jim McIntosh was at that game as well, uh, in South yep. Africa. Uh, it, just to be there and watch Both it. times, oh yeah, you just can't imagine it. I mean, it, it, it was so exciting and I really do love cricket as well as much as football. Mm. It was that exciting that when I got home Saturday night, I dug out on iPlayer last uh, <laughs> last summer's uh, commentary abroad getting all those wickets in, in the ashes, you know, it's wanted to re relive it again. Mm. What's interesting for me as well is, you know, we've got a young fast bowler or medium fast, say, in Mansfield, Jake Ball yes. at Nottinghamshire, hoping to, you know, make, you know, he's done really well in the one, one day cricket for them in the last few years. He's made, played a few championship games. He's at the moment in, I think it's the UAE yeah, with the England a, Lions. Yeah, he took a couple of wickets, Pakistan. I think, in the that's first right, unofficial in, test that's this right, week. Yeah, so. the one day matches and whatever. So, yeah, 
you know, there's a good legacy here, isn't there? And hopefully he can uh, one day be as successful as Stuart Broad. Well, you always see in the Notts Premier League, and uh, when we cover it in the summer, yep. that there is a lot of young up-and-coming talent in this area that Most if they definitely. go through the Notts system will be able yeah. to follow the likes of Stuart Broad and follow the likes of Jake Ball yeah. as they're going along. A, there is a really, really good, if you like, nursery is the right word, perhaps, I don't know, system, like you say, for mm. getting these players into the first team. One, one day cricket for the top counties now does allow them to bring more players in, if you like, and they can play the odd one-day game, whereas, you know, years gone by, it was either, you know, a long time ago, it was either championship or the 40-over Sunday things. There wasn't much scope no. for younger players coming through. Now there most certainly is, you know, and Nottingham's got a fantastic coaching system. Even now, I mean, there's the French family for Warsaw, or everybody who knows anything about cricket knows a bit about them, you know, and they're still going strong 30, 40 years on. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, we will be continuing our cricket coverage throughout the summer here on Mansfield 103.2. Don't you worry about that. England today, by the way, if you missed it earlier on today, 329 for five, South Africa, after doesn't winning a toss and elected a bat. It doesn't matter. You want to win every game, Tim. Stuart no, got a wicket today, but it was a below par performance from England uh, today. Uh, England have already won the series, so. Yeah. But it's only, it's only like I say, the Stags getting promoted this, this season, you know, with two games to go, yeah. and then, then losing the last game. So what? <laughs> fair enough. That's it, fair enough, absolutely. Let's talk uh, uh, non-league football uh, this week. FC Mansfield, for a start, yeah. um, not lost away from home all season, and now have lost two in two at Teversal last Saturday. Yeah. Fantastic victory there for the Tevy boys. Definitely. And then against Hallam in midweek. Still second. Uh, hopefully they can get over this little bit. First oh, real yeah. blip of the season. That's right. And every club has them. I don't care who you are, in what league, you always have a bit of a blip. You never steamroll a league and go mm. completely successful all season. So best to get it out of the way now. They've got time to put it right. Still plenty of time to sort out the promotion bid, if you like. And I'm sure they'll do it. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Tevisor will be looking at us as well, because we didn't give them an earthly last, last, last week, did no. we, in the sports talk predictor so to be fair no but you know that's what happens sometimes with mm. you know a localish derby you know I suppose you and could say form goes out the window and fair play to them. And they have another one tomorrow at home to Shinebrook yes, Town, do Tevisal. Right, yeah. So that's another big game at Carnarvon Street. AFC Mansfield at home to West Ella VIP, looking to get themselves back on track. Uh, whilst in the Premier Division of the Tool Station NCL, Rainworth at home to Staveley, uh, Clipston away at Barton, and in the National League North, Alfreton at home to Chorley. So an interesting one there. Clipston have been dropping down the table a little bit in recent times, yeah. looking for a win. Rainworth as well, I think, need to kickstart kick themselves as well a little bit. Yeah, I think Julian Watts will be slightly disappointed disappointed the way the season's slightly falling away if you like into the turnover of players and the number of goalkeepers as mm. we've touched on in, in previous weeks probably hasn't helped him I, I like him though when we've had him in on, on the show here he, he talks lots of sense he's somebody obviously who's been there and done that with, with a fantastic playing they're all good managers at that level aren't they the ones yeah. that, uh, that are playing in Tool Station NCL they're all talkative they'll all come in and, and have a, have yeah. a word and, and be absolutely honest about their side and what's happening that's right and of course at this level you know you're at a level for a certain reason aren't you mm. you're not going to be consistent all the time I mean, yeah. it's how you deal with that and how you fight back that's, that's the real test because as you say everybody's going to have a blip and South Normanton Athletic at home to Harwell Sports also tomorrow in East Midlands Counties League action other non-league games tomorrow by the way in the Central Midlands League uh, Bill Sub against Brodsworth Thorn Colliery against Gladwell Welbeck Welfare against Phoenix Ollerton against Retford and in the Southern Division uh, deep breath here because there's quite a few Eastwood Community at Mickelover RBL Selson against Linby uh, they're the two two o'clock kickoffs. the rest are three o'clocks uh, Belper against uh, Hucknall Rolls Leisure Blidworth Welfare against Holbrook St Michael's, Collingham against Clay Cross Town, Pinkston against Matlock Town Reserves, Stuart Collery against Keyworth United, and Southall City against Hucknall Town. The Stags youth team, by the way, are in action tomorrow. Yep. Away at Chesterfield <laughs> in the Football League Youth Alliance North yeah. East Division. 11am start. I think that'll probably be the first game of 2016. I'm sure in fact, right. first game since the yeah. uh, FA uh, Youth Cup Through the, departure. The That's right, yeah. But of course, rivalry ma matters an awful <laughs> lot, even at that level. But of course, it won't be the policing costs that were revealed the were for the uh, <laughs> senior team a couple of seasons ago, which mm. is ex extraordinary, really. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. That was came out in the AGM did, this yeah. week, and uh, we'll talk more about that shortly. I mean, you were talking uh, off there a little a bit about you being in Sheffield at the weekend yeah. and, and seeing it first hand when Who the likes of Leeds and Sheffield when they're playing each other you still get in trouble in pubs in this day and age mm. it's absolutely ridiculous you know you were turfed out weren't you yeah people were told to get out of the pub for our own safety I mean it's just absolutely crackers and just going back to the non-league stuff did you see uh, last Saturday Welbeck's game was abandoned because mm. the ambulance got stuck on the pitch no I didn't see that I saw that the game had been abandoned but uh, it got on the pitch and it just couldn't get it got off on the pitch for a player that's <laughs> right yeah 
Well, I know the pitch was in, in bad. Well, it's, it, they were it's all in the poor states, weren't they? Because right, of the because weather. Of, because of the weather. That's yeah. right. And, you know, the weather forecast isn't isn't good looking forward either. Unfortunately. No, you know, it, these things always happen, don't they? They always yeah. seem to happen in in non-league. Have you ever got your car stuck on a football pitch? No, I've got I've got it stuck on a, a, a grass field, if you like, at, at Skegness <laughs> or Mablethorpe, actually. There, yeah. yeah. I think everybody's done that, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. All right, quick break. When we come back here on Mansfield 3.2, it is Sports Talk. We'll talk Mansfield Town and we'll uh, look back at that defeat at AFC Wimbledon. We'll try and find out where it went wrong uh, and uh, where, if perhaps, it could have gone right. It was it was interesting in the end how the game developed. It was one of those uh, strange afternoons. I mean, shortly we're going to get the weather as well from uh, Tim Morris. I'm predicting rain and warmer than it has been. It's Saturday, yeah. Last, <laughs> last Saturday, I know, it was cold, but that was a blip. Back, yeah. back to normal service has been resumed. Indeed, and we'll get the weather very shortly, in fact, after the news next with Tony Delahunty. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports talk here on Mansfield 103.2, the home of local sports. It may have gone from the One Call Stadium, probably for the time being, but we've got it back here. It's on the ball. How else are we supposed to start a stag section of the show, eh? Sorry, Tim's gone. Tim's, Tim's left us. He's in, he's in a, another world now, heaven. Eh? Heaven. Stag heaven. Music heaven. When you listen to it, yeah, you can understand it's cheesy and some people don't like it, but as it's we Mansfield said last week... Town. Yeah. I'm sorry, that is Mansfield Town, and as I said last week, if you want a more rousing piece of music, put it on afterwards by all means, but you know, for people of a certain age, this is Mansfield Town Football Club, and other clubs have their own tunes and they don't get rid of them, so why should we? Very eloquently put. Do they go this far into it? I can't. I don't know no, how far they go they, into they, it. They don't go this far into yeah, it. Yeah, so no. we'll go down there. Okay. <laughs> so that's on the ball. Uh, we'll play it every week when we start our stag stuff until it gets reinstated <laughs> back at the One Call Stadium. There's a threat for you. Uh, and there you go. It's tradition. You know, it, it just reminds me of the days, <laughs> you know, I am of a certain age, of the days of Star Soccer and ATV and whatever. Oh, John was yeah. Martin Tyler when he was on Yorkshire, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Tim is definitely... Well, whilst Tim is off in his other world again, uh, we'll find <laughs> out what was happening the last seven days or so. Mansell Town travelled... Uh, to AFC Wimbledon last Saturday looking to make it back-to-back wins but it was a tale of two halves as the Stags came back to the one-call stadium with a 3-1 defeat. Adams will take this free kick near the far touchline. It's an in-swinger. The goalkeeper's comfort. He's missed it. Stags look to send it back in with Lamb and then slam into the back of the net. And Matt Green with his ninth goal of the season. He won the free kick. He's got the goal. And the Stags are off to a flyer. Osborne now sends it forward. And Wimbledon could be in here. They've rounded the goalkeeper. It's Taylor. He's slotted into the back of the net. The assistant, though, is speaking with the referee, and he's been disallowed, and Mansfield Town's one-goal advantage is intact, but Taylor has this final goal. Christian Pierce with a back pass to Brian Jensen, which was short, and Taylor, whose goal was disallowed just moments ago, this time has planted it beyond Brian Jensen, who raced out of his goal area for a second. trying to get a hold of the ball shoots from an acute angle and it's into the side netting and behind for a goal kick Wimbledon take the throw they've got it edge of the box there could be a chance here to shoot oh what a brilliant challenge that was by Ryan Tavazzoli from 12 yards and putting it behind for a corner Kennedy I think he's taking it it's very deep and there was Aziz at the back post and he's hit the side netting one of the Stags players getting something on it Bartram has it back though Bartram shoots save one handedly by Jensen the Stags there simply couldn't clear their lines. Reggie Lamb, unable to control that effectively on the goal line, comes off his left boot and out for another Wimbledon corner. Kennedy will take it again from the far side, an in-swinger. In it comes, it's deep, he's headed into the net. And Wimbledon have the lead for the first time in this game. And the header there from Meads, from the edge of the six-yard box, has given AFC Wimbledon a 2-1 advantage. Clements might pick it up, looks to shoot and does. Oh, it's off the post, it's off the upright there by Chris Clements. A beautiful curling effort from 22 yards. Now at the other end, Aziz could be in here, and he's beaten, gets into it. And Wimbledon have a third 
point. That's the blast of the whistle. Mansfield Town have hit the self-destruct button in Greater London. So 3-1 in the end, what happened was, the reason why we had a phone, mobile phone connection for the first goal, for the Stags goal, was that yeah. at 5-3, to three, uh, the line went down and we just couldn't get it back up, so we Typical. we made sure that we had the commentary on the phone, and it means that the highlights are a little bit skewed, because there's not a lot of the first half, because yeah. of the, the quality of the line, when the Stags were, when the Stags were playing well, yeah. so it sounds in there that Wimbledon thoroughly probably deserved the win, that because it's mostly the, the second, but the no. first half, Mansfield had the goal, they had Reggie Lamb one-on-one, yeah. uh, Matt Green, Matt Green hit the yeah. woodwork as well, so the Stags could have had it out of sight by half time. Yeah, I think Mark Stevenson's summary at the end there was slightly. I don't know what the word is for me. I think. I didn't think that Stacks necessarily did shoot themselves in the foot apart mm. from the error for the equalising goal for Wimbledon because as you said we hit the woodwork twice during the game we created plenty of chances we cre- we still created chances even when it got back to 1-1 and it was only really in the third goal I discount we were chasing an equaliser and whatever anyway very late on in the game yeah. I thought we didn't do badly and yes we you know people who went there said we got bullied in the second half and muscled out of it a little bit we still managed to create chances and on another day we'd have come away with at least a point We'll hear from uh, Adam Murray shortly he said look we won't face another side like Wimbledon this season so the the problems that we encounter in that second half we won't probably encounter for the rest of this campaign so I think he's already said right we'll shove that aside and we will learn from it obviously but Wimbledon are a a rare breed in this division Uh, we'll go physical that's right yeah and I understand people were questioning why I brought Jamie Maguire on when we think back to last season Mm. Jamie Maguire did a fantastic job on Akin Fenwer and against Wimbledon's physical approach so you can see his thinking for bringing him on and trying to uh, tighten it up. Unfortunately for me this season when Jeremy Maguire has played like the holding midfield, we, we've never looked as tight as on paper you think we would be yeah. for some reason and I did find it a little bit unusual should we say, to take off one of your more attacking threats as in the uh, Baxendale. I think the whole point was if we'd have kept it like that we'd have we'd have been on an even bigger hiding I think was the case this had the best this gave us the best opportunity uh, to get something out of the game yeah. in the end it did finish 3-1 but it said look we would have been 3-1 no. quite soon Possib- in the second possibly, half possibly yeah the way, like the way it was going yeah and he, he, he could point it back if you like to the goal you know and like, as you say that couple of crazy minutes when you get away with it and the goal's ruled out well that's probably not true because it, mm. it was offside so you don't get away with it but you, you, you overcome that and then to make such a, a poor individual error as Christian Pierce did to allow Wimbledon to equalise so quickly afterwards, all the momentum was then with them. But for people criti- sorry, for people yeah. criticising Christian Pearce, so yeah. yes, of course he made a mistake. How many times has he saved us this season? That's that, what you've got y- to remember. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think the level of criticism towards him was, was quite low, really, and I think the reason for that has been because he has had a good season, yeah, and the majority you know, of fans see that. Definitely, you know, he's made, he's made that mistake there, you know, mm. and, and it happens at this level, of course it does. He shouldn't be crucified for it whatsoever. He doesn't owe us anything whatsoever, because for me, he's probably been the most consistent player of the season so far. Interesting that Adam Murray was saying that he feels that 9-10 wins could get you into the yes. uh, playoffs this season And he as says well. we're going to go for wins now, didn't yeah. he? Rather than the draws. He said he'd rather do win, loss, of. win, loss, win, loss. Well, that would you know, get you get you near yeah. to the playoffs, most definitely, yeah. Which is why I'm hoping tomorrow there's going to be a fantastic atmosphere with Luton, because there'll be plenty of away fans, unlike recent home games, when mm. you could count them on uh, one or two hands. Plus the kids for a quid, it's the final week of that, so hopefully there'll be some more home fans as well. You know, Luton is almost like a local derby atmosphere in mm. recent years. For some reason, they're the club we love to hate. Fantastic atmosphere. If he goes for it, not gung-ho, but, you know, a, certainly a more attacking outlook, as in the last home game, I'm hopeful we can get a win. Well, we see Alan Sheehan against Mansfield Yeah, tomorrow, I, mean, I, I was hopeful the, the midweek he was going to be the replacement for Blair Adams, because, you know, you knew he was available. He'd been sent back to uh, Bradford by Notts County. Unfortunately, it looks like he's we going to We know he's Luton. a good player because we've seen him in the past. That's right. Was it 2006, seven something? Yeah. Like long, that, I think it might even longer ago than that. Yeah, to be played fair. three or four months, didn't he, at the start mm. of the season when he was on loan from Leicester, and we said what a quality player he looked then. He's proved that throughout the rest of his career, but hopefully Manson will have something else up the sleeve and somebody else. Yeah, Blair Adams going then this week. We spoke to Adam Murray on Monday, yeah. and he seemed quite confident, well, very confident that things will be sorted and yeah. uh, Blair Adams will be a Mansell Town player by the end of Monday. We were waiting; there was no news Monday evening, nothing Tuesday, yeah. and then late Wednesday it was announced that Blair Adams had gone back to Notts County disappointed very disappointed because you know he's fitted in so well since Mal Benning's injury hasn't he and you know he won the club player of the year award in December he's clearly really highly thought of at the club and by the supporters even when we were struggling in December and November he was the one player who kept going and was always given a high rating by people who uh, rate the players 
I'm not surprised he's gone back. A new manager, you're going to want to look mm. to play it. I'm slightly surprised by Adam Murray's wording. You know, he says a breakdown in communications. Is he just being very diplomatic <laughs> when, when he says that? Because, you know, he was clearly led up the garden path. There's no two ways about it. What about a replacement then? Uh, I know that we saw on Carolyn Radford's Facebook yep. there was a, a sort of a the cheeky f- sort of tease about Sean Kavanagh. Shall we buy him, she says. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Well, they'll, that was they'll inter- not be, bring him in, pay his wages. But the answer is yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> the simple point is if Carolyn is putting on her website, on her Facebook page, you've got to feel there has to be something, be something in it. it. That's right, and he'd be a fantastic acquisition for us. I mean, mm. he's played games in the first team for Fulham. Mm. I had a look on something like 16, 17 games. Hasn't for games. a few years, though. No, but he has got that experience yeah. playing at the higher level and at the moment. So that's, that's something we want. He was clearly highly rated as a youngster, you know, and Coleman, I think, when he was at Fulham, was really liked him, if you like, and gave him his opportunity. Go for it. Mm. Please, because I mean, I know the alternative probably is playing Collins at left back, which, well, he, has, which yeah. he has played in his career. And he says he prefers it to right back. And, so. and for me, again, he was probably unfairly criticised at right back. Mm. He, you know, he, he did an okay job, and then Mitch Rose came in ahead of him as, as the step in, if you like, the, to replace uh, Hunt when he was suspended and injured. I think he wouldn't let us down. Mm. But it'd be better to have, a specialist, like to have somebody a specialist in there. left back because the all season that's been our main attacking outlet, if you like, yeah. down the left hand side. First with Benning, then with Adams. So it would be nice to keep that going with with a proper left back. With, uh, with Mal Benning being close though, as well, I, I think probably he would have played in midweek in this game at Solihull if the pitch hadn't yeah, been as right. bad it as was, it was. It was too, uh, boggy, yeah. yeah, so he's close now, Mal Benning. Boggy, yeah. But in the end, ultimately, you feel it's, it's only going to probably be a couple of weeks, two or three weeks before Mal Benning's back. So do you really need to bring somebody in like? Like Kavanaugh, only, only Adam Murray. Just use Collins. Only Adam Murray and the physios, etc. At the club will know how mm. close he is to actual playing in games. It's one thing getting fit in training, isn't it? And playing kickabouts and playing even matches at a stage for you. It's another thing playing in a competitive match, particularly against players who are going to know you've been out injured for two, three months. You know, and make it very testing for you, shall we say, <laughs> phys- physically. So only Adam Murray can know that. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. We'll know at about half past yeah. one tomorrow. We will know for sure if Sean Canover has signed, or if anybody's signed ahead of the game, and then two yeah. o'clock we'll find out if nobody's signed who will be in that left. I, I'm confident. Unless it might be a change of formation. It might be three at well, the yeah, back. Well, three at the back would, would be the, you know, another thing, but that would be a big change, wouldn't it? And to ask the players to do that mm. just because you've lost one player, <laughs> excuse me, would, would seem a little bit strange. Yeah, right. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more, Mansell Town. We'll be hearing from boss Adam Murray. We'll be talking a little bit about his substitutions at Wimbledon uh, last week, and we'll also ask him if he's going to do another rallying call across the tannoy like he did against Stevenage. We'll find out shortly. At the time, is 6.19. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2 with me, Jason Harris, and Tim Morris also in the studio, coughing and wheezing again like an old age <laughs> pensioner. What's up with I, you? I mean, if I was a horse, it shoot me, I think. <laughs> Don't tempt Don't me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> anyway, let's hear from Mansfield Town boss Adam Murray, who took a little bit of stick from some quarters for his substitu- or substitutions at Wimbledon on Saturday. He, he brought on Jamie Maguire and Mitch Rose. James Baxendale and Craig Westcott to shore things up defensively after Wimbledon had made it 1-all. The Stags were beaten 3-1 in the end, but Murray says he made the changes at the start of that second half to give them the best chance of getting something out of the game. You look at the first ten minutes, they could have had three goals, and with all due respect to our attacking players, they can't defend. So we've got a centre-forward player in a wide area. You've got Bax and, and Greeny up top, and, and Reggie who are all attacking players. You look at your two midfielders, and they're both footballers as well. So it's... Um, we knew that if we could secure things up a little bit, we, we put the uh, the bulldog in there to go and try and, and mix it up because it, it turned into that game. First half it wasn't. First half they didn't touch the ball. Um, but the first 10 minutes of the, the second half it had turned into what they wanted. They were the home team. Um, and when a powerful team like that does put you on the back foot, you've got to react. So our, our thinking was that within in the next 10, 15 minutes we, we could have conceded again. Um, we changed the shape and at 1-1 we, we looked to get that security back and then like I say we've had um, two chances where I think if the ball squared to, to one of our players to keep us out his goal we've got a player on the line to beat and then if we, we go through 2v1 if the pass is right you're 2-1 up away from home and um, it's a totally different game then and the, the substitutions are fantastic but uh, they're the gambles you take and, and it, it's one of them that we won't face anything like that again this season. That was there was movement, pace, and power, and everything that we 
we don't like to come up against all in one. So really disappointed, but at the same time, it wasn't as if we, we got pulled apart. We, we got done by basics. And um, I keep saying, and uh, I'm going to end up boring people with it, but it, I have to keep... Um, emphasising that we want success this season, that's not going to change. But with the um, the change that's happening, th- there will be a case of this season of who can do what um, we want them to do, who can take us where we, we need to be. For me personally, what works and what don't work in terms of a playing style, um, ways about going a- around games. And if we can get success within that, brilliant. Um, but it's a case of, like I said in my press a couple of weeks ago, I want this this club to be uh, a continuous competitive side, not just a one-off where oh, we nearly got in the playoffs. If we would have done that, we would have got in the playoffs. I want this to be every season. I want us to be battling. Whether we're in the playoffs, I want us to be 9th, 10th, 8th, trying to get into the playoffs every season because eventually we will and eventually we'll get promotion. Um, and then that's a different story. We've got to, we've got to re-evaluate to, to move to the next level then. But... Um, this season's about um, building from where we've come from, putting some real, some real uh, foundations in, and, and moving forward. Next test, of course, is Luton at home. Interesting one, this one, because in the past, Luton have always been considered the favourites because of what they are, the size of their club, the seasons they've had, and all that sort of thing. But this time, Mansfield are probably going in favourites. Yeah, and that's that's not by uh, luck. It's not by anything else. It's the fact that we've worked hard and we're a good team. So you can you can have all the resources and you can you can pull in massive crowds but we work hard and we do a lot of work on the training ground that um, has got us to where we are so we'll go into this game confident they've got a new manager they'll have that that rush but we we believe we're we're a competitive team for anyone in this league well preparations for Luton be different because of the new manager it's, it's a relatively unknown I think it was a surprise when he was appointed no he's a good coach I know of his, his background very good coach um, but honestly, you're going off one game, aren't you? Because you can you can go back over the, the other games, but you don't know what he's putting in. We'll, we'll view him off his last game. Um, but the preparation will be about us. Like the last game, you want the fans to be fully behind you, because they were, weren't they? Yeah, they were superb. And uh, I've probably got to apologise to the, the travelling fans on Saturday, not for um, the way the game ended, but because of my frustration, I probably didn't um, go over and appreciate the support after the game like I normally do. So we, we do appreciate they were brilliant on Saturday again. Um, but I thought our home game, Stevenage, best I've seen them come out. Like I said before the game, it was uh, it was like being in Turkey. Um, <laughs> it was brilliant and it made a difference to the players and I, I think they've seen that. So um, 20 games, let's have a right go. What will be, will be. Um, let's go and win football matches. And we'll be hearing you over the tannoy this weekend. No, I've only got one of them season in me. <laughs> no karaoke this no, time. No, I might do a bit of karaoke. That'd be decent. <laughs> no, I think it's... Um, I understand this place and I understand we... We expect the best always, and that's why Mansfield is a, a town. Is Mansfield, like I said, over my my tannoy, We've got a stubborn ignorance that we, we never sit down and we expect the best, and we we don't take um, we don't take lack of effort, and we don't take uh, being walked over. So, if we can harness that and use it to the the players' benefit, not mine, the the players, um, it will affect them and. Um, Let's go and have a scrap and, and get three points. Boss Adam Murray there speaking at this week's press conference, which was Monday, which was the day that we thought that Blair Adams would sign. So there's not been any yeah. uh, word from him for us. And there was a press release yesterday uh, on Wednesday night about the Blair Adams situation. I'm sure tomorrow uh, we'll hear more about it on uh, Saturday Sport. We talked a lot about what Adam Murray had to say in there as well. And uh, one thing you get with Adam Murray is he talks and he explains, look, this is why we did the substitutions. Yep. You may not agree with it in the end, but this is how I felt. This was my mindset. This is what I'm, I was thinking yeah, at that time. Great and to hear as a fan, isn't it? You, you know, to, to know his understanding, to know his thought process, fantastic. Mm. And I'm pleased that he, what he said there is what, what I said in terms of we <laughs> created chances at yeah. 1-1. It wasn't that we were steamrolled in the second half, you know, and completely battered. Yes, it looked that way at the beginning of the second half. It might go that way. And he probably would argue that his substitution stopped it happening as yep. quickly, that quickly, and and it enabled us still to create chances. And yes, he'd, he'd have looked a world-class manager had we gone on and won that because of the substitutions. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, but that, that's what happens sometimes in football. Mm. I don't think there's any reason to be discouraged, particularly, from one game and one result, because the performance was still OK. So uh, we'll find out from Adam Murray tomorrow what team news is around about 2 o'clock. We'll get post-match reaction as well uh, after the game against Luton. But let's talk a little bit about uh, news off the pitch. It was the club's AGM. 
a.m. Uh, yep. yesterday, and some interesting stuff came out of that, Very didn't it? Yeah. Again, First yeah. of all, uh, 1.2 million of the debt that the club has or had now uh, was struck off this week. John Radford, Steve Hymas, and Steve Middleton uh, signing a deal to change their loans into preference shares. Yep. So that now means that officially goes off the debt list, doesn't That's it? And, right, and, dis- yeah. and sort of disappears which into, which, into which the club. Which is great news, isn't it? Well yeah. done to, to the two businessmen, for, in effect, for going that money. And because it was interesting, John Radford sort of put out another appeal to Andy Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> so they're hoping another that ex-director, yeah. if he did the same, he would match. The, the money, if you like, the loans, if you like, that he was turning into yeah. shares, he would do the same with some of his other loans that are still in the club. Can only be positive for the club going forward. It's only still only a, a, a part of the debt, yeah, though, isn't there's it? Still, there's still an awful lot still owed, if you like, in loans, mainly to John Radford, of course. In, 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 there's a few to Andy Saunders as well. It was also interesting, of course, that he said that the money that's due to Keith Haslam is already there to be paid to him, has been put aside. Uh, they must so, be getting close to a final payment That's there, right. So. so once that goes, you know, that, that chapter will well and truly uh, be over for the club. Again, it's something to look forward to. Again, the news came out in the week about the scoreboard going up, the one they bought from Wembley, uh, an old Wembley scoreboard. It might seem like small fry news-wise, but it's just another positive sign that the club is spending money on developing the stadium and moving forward. Yeah, I mentioned today there was a, a, sta- a story today from the club about it saying that they're, they're so pencilling... Well, it's going to be ready for the start of next, next season, season but, but if things go ahead of plan, it'll be, be towards before, the end. It? That's right. For people who know the ground it's going to be on the uh, Bishop Street side against the north stand end if, mm. uh, of the Bishop Street side yeah yeah I think it's, it's a case of getting all sorted I think they've got to have internet connection to it and everything like that because it's a nice posh bit of kit that came from Wembley Stadium That's when right, Wembley yeah. was redone wasn't it so fingers crossed it'll you know look good and work so at the end of the day that's what, that's, that's what the <laughs> fans want there are two want. things that you probably need yeah. for a Scott Ward, that it looks good <laughs> and it works yeah I mean I can go back years and years ago to the Quarry Lane you know and you had people putting in putting in the scores at half time <laughs> into the matches that were listed to eight to whatever in your, in your program. I've had to tell people here who work here about that. They'd never heard that at all. God. And they're thinking, it's fantastic. what? Yeah, how, you, how and then you sort of realise that they're in their yeah. early 20s and, oh yeah, you know. It was so exciting for like watching these people putting <laughs> the scores in again, looking at your programme, matching it up and seeing yeah. how whoever, you know, in the first division as it was in those days was doing, Man United, Liverpool or whatever. I know they still do it at some non-league grounds. Morecambe did it yeah. the, the last time we played them at their old That's ground. Right, yeah. I think they, yeah, yeah. they still had it as well. So it's still around and about, but yeah. it's good to have a nice flashy scoreboard That's as well. Right. And it'd be great because I mean, I remember going back in the days of Keith Curl and we went to Huddersfield, you mm. know, and won there in the league towards the end of that playoff uh, final season. They had a fantastic scoreboard, <laughs> even back then, you know. Yeah. Why can't we? Absolutely. Well, we have now. The other piece of news that came out from it was uh, the fact that they always wanted to make the, the, the club self-sufficient. And this is the most important and, news, well, I think. Yeah, uh, and the fact was the latest, latest accounts, which were for up to the end of last, se- yeah, last well, season, right, so this yeah. is quite recent. I, I've that's never right, known yeah. the accounts be no, this I mean, they, were, they were for two years, or two mm. financial years, weren't they, to, mm. to be fair? But yeah, you're right, it's very, very rare to be so, you know, less than a year behind. Yeah, yeah so the, the last season, uh, the club made a loss of £74,510, Compare that to the previous year when it was £721,146. Now, uh, there was a cut in wages from over £2 million to around £1.5 million, yes. so that a lot of that would have been why it's gone down that yeah. much. But the fact that it's only only a loss of £74,000 yeah, is, is encouraging, isn't I, it? I would imagine, you know, if, if you can say £74,000 is peanuts, it probably is at this level, even for John Radford. Well, when you consider the wage bill is £1.5 million, exactly, it is peanuts. It is, that's right, and he knows he could get it down a little bit more if he needed to. I think it's great that it shows that Adam Murray is presumably working within a budget that will keep it at that level and we're being successful within that budget. It can only be good news going forward. And you look at the sponsorship figures, they, they've not changed particularly yeah. over those two years. So it's not like there's been a massive increase in sponsorship and things like that that are skewing the figures. That's not the case at all. Mm. To be self-sufficient, it would be fantastic. When you think back to three years... Just to get, on average, 500 more people through the door. That's probably all it needs to then push you over that 74,000. Know, mm. I, mean, I know John Radford, when he first came in to use... He was sort of advised that you could get 4,000, even four and a half regularly. I think that's probably very ambitious. I don't think it's ambitious to say to get, get three to three and a half regularly each week of home supporters at all. But certainly things going in the right direction. Most definitely, yeah. On mm. and off the pitch. Mm. Great well, time to be a Stags fan. Well, let's hope it keeps going as well, especially yeah. tomorrow against Luton Town. When we come back, we've got the weekly prize draw. Find out if Tim Morris has swept the board. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> don't worry about that. And we'll also be hearing from David Cross from London and South East Stags. They're getting ready for the final away day. Again. Fancy dress. 
is like two minutes since we were yes. talking about last season. We're on about that one very shortly. We'll be talking more about that. And we'll also have Morris's Minute Moan. Is it still a secret, Tim? Uh, boxing. Oh, it's boxing. Interesting. I've got the Sports Talk Predictor. We all did lousy last week <laughs> in the yeah, we'll Sports Talk <laughs> Predictor. Hopefully we'll do better this time round. We're back shortly. The time is 6.34. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Welcome back to Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. It's time for the Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw, sponsored by Mansfield Mobility Centre. Don't forget you get the full list of winners on the club's official website, mansfieldtown.net. Uh, first of all, a bottle of wine at 692 is the winning ticket this week, and that's uh, Jake Allsop, that bottle of wine courtesy of the Mansfield Manor Hotel. Uh, the bottle of wine from the Mansfield Mobility Centre goes to 591, that's James Weaver. A free round of golf for one person at Mansfield Golf Club, 224, that's Josh W. At Mansfield Town Football in the Community Voucher goes to 222, Jamie M. Family Pass for Water Meadows in Mansfield, 440, that's Trev that's won that, well done Trev. A meal voucher to the value of £15 at the Black Bull in Mansfield. This week's winner is 507, and that's Tim and Sue. A meal for two at the Railway Inn in Mansfield goes to ticket number 35, that's Brian Evans. Whilst a gallon of beer, eight pints at the King's Arms Pop-In goes to Nige S, ticket number 195. Well done, Nige. That's King's Arms Pop-In in Mansfield. A £10 Indian Mint Mill voucher courtesy of the Mint Indian Restaurant in Mansfield. That's 194, Nige S again. He's doing well, isn't he, this week? Uh, Sunday lunch, which is two courses for two people at the Lakeside in Plesley, 713, Joe Hodges. £20 meal voucher in the Crown and Anchor Bar Restaurant in Mansfield. Ticket number 23 is the winner this time round, and that's Dennis Lord, who owns that one. A £25 voucher for Frankie and Benny's, 941, Mrs K Spencer. Top three this week, meal for two voucher in the Sandy Pate Sports Bar, 475, that's Johnny Campbell. Two match day tickets, that's 576, that's A Hallam. And the first prize this week is £150, and that goes to ticket number 499, and that's Mr Massey that has won that this week. Well done, Mr Massey. Uh, to claim your prizes, simply call in at the Stags Ticket Office. You must have your winning ticket with you when you go there, or you can call the club on 01623 482482 to have your own regular number and play automatically from just £1 a week. That's this week's Mansfield Town Weekly Prize Draw Results, sponsored by the Mansfield Mobility Centre. And we have those every week. And around this time, here on Mansfield 103.6, say around this time, it is a, a little bit later than normal, but to me you were saying it was on time concern, when, yeah. with regards to your car. Why is that? My, my, my car clock is always, for some bizarre reason, seven minutes fast, so I just, <laughs> whenever I look at a clock, I always take seven minutes off. Now, that, that makes it even <laughs> more bizarre time. that you're always late here, because yeah, surely if it's seven minutes fast, I should be you'd be here, here I should earlier. be here on time, shouldn't I? Yeah. He's got his own, he's got his own <laughs> DeLorean, hasn't yeah. he? got your own DeLorean. <laughs> my own world. Yeah, indeed, but... It, uh, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I just don't know. Sometimes anyway, let's talk. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, the end of the season looks a long way away, uh, but plans are already in place for the final away game. Fancy dress, so that will take place on the 30th of April at Leighton Orient. Fans being urged to take part in a poll to decide what to go as. Uh, the chairman of London and South East Stags is once again coordinating it all. David Cross told us more. We have uh, options like Stags onesies or Vikings or, or uh, wearing green for Matt Green Day. Mm-hmm. Um, things like yellow reflective wear, which I think is more. Uh, more engaging for, for a lot more of a wider audience perhaps as well yeah uh, it's always been uh, uh, something hasn't it that's built over years this but over the last few years it's been more of an organized thing having this final day sort of celebration of uh, well hopefully it might be a, a decent season for mansfield indeed yes i've just tried in the last few years to, to try and bring it all together so we, we have a say one theme rather than a variety and lots of pockets of things perhaps going on and it's been pretty good the last couple of years hasn't it it's been really good yes um i think last year we were at Queen and were dressed up as bananas so stags went bananas literally <laughs> uh, and the year before we did minions um, and unfortunately we relegated Bristol Rovers so, so uh, despicable stags were, were certainly not the flavour of the day <laughs> uh, uh, It's great to see this isn't it because uh, the stags fans with the conference years went through a bit of a rough patch but everybody seems to be coming out of it and there's light at the end of the tunnel now Yes very much so um, I did do an article for the AFC Wimbledon game last week talking about how uh, Mother has put did a good, uh, a good camaraderie, I think, within the squad that he's built this year. And I think as part of that, we can see the uh, the fruits of his labour. I think you as London and South East Stags are having a busy time, aren't you? Because we've had Wimbledon, uh, we've now got Luton at home, and then Crawley away next weekend. 
We have. It happens in pockets. I remember last year they were all quite early impact in the, early in the season, so uh, we're going through that little sort of purple patch. So were you able to have a little bit of a get together last weekend with Wimbledon match? Uh, we had a few turn up. Um, it was it was a little bit disorganised, if you like, where sort of a variety of little groups travelled together. Um, but in, in essence, when we arrived at uh, sort of five to three, there were there was a, a small congregation of us, shall we say? <laughs> Anything planned for Crawley? Anything a bit more organised this time? Um, working on it, there are there are some Stags fans travelling down from Mansfield, and they're uh, they're stopping overnight, I believe. So there's perhaps some scope to even. Uh, spread our wings and uh, get some others involved uh, as, a, as special guest appearances. Excellent. Uh, and looking at it, Mansfield Town fans seem to be everywhere, don't they? I mean, people leave Mansfield, but they never sort of lose their roots in any way, do they? And they never lose their affinity with the football club. Certainly. And certainly through the group, obviously, London and the South East is a couple of hundred miles away. But then we do have uh, the likes of some fans that are actually born from London and the South East that actually follow Mansfield. And uh, obviously, more infamously, uh, amongst a, a few fans, there is a Sweden stag oh, yes. who, uh, who just likes Mansfield basically because they uh, wear the same colour as Sweden. Uh, let's go back to the, the vote that's taking place then. So, how do people uh, get involved in it then? Because it, it's, as you say, running out this Sunday. So, people are, uh, are losing time here on this one. They are. There has been there has been interest in the various mediums I've used. Um, so there is there is a Stagnet poll going on, but I've also provided polls on a variety of Manchester Town related Facebook pages and through a couple of Twitter accounts. I, I was trying to tag uh, Manchester Town particularly. So if you if you follow Manchester Town say on Twitter, you should be able to pick up the the poll perhaps that way as well. And what's winning at the moment? At the moment. Um, our, our our beast of a goalkeeper will, uh, will be looking at, looking at Vikings come uh, <laughs> late in Orient at the end of the season. So Vikings is currently leading the way. Yeah, Brian Jensen's come in, hasn't he? I, I know that he splits the, the, some fans down the middle whether uh, he should be in goal or not, but there's no doubt he's a cult figure at times, isn't he? Oh, very much so. And uh, yes, he is uh, a dominant physical presence, I think it's fair to say. But... Uh, Absolutely no qualms from myself being in. It's uh, you've got the. I think the defence have the confidence in, in in the man at the back at the moment, and uh, hopefully we can maintain some uh, some clean sheets as the season progresses. Mm. Uh, and finally, I always mention, mean to talk to you about this, uh, but in the past, but I haven't been able to. But Trevor, our random number generator on our sports topic, has got a bit of a rival in your camp, hasn't he? He certainly has. Yes, the uh, the psychic chinchilla. <laughs> How does this work? Um, basically, pre before each game, I. Um, I provide the chinchilla with a with a, with a little pot with a, some pieces of paper in with effectively uh, Mansfield a draw or the opposition to win. Yeah. Um, he, he then goes into the pot and then he uh, he decides very scientifically which one he fancies to have a bit of a nibble on first. <laughs> and how's he been doing? Indifferent, shall we say? <laughs> As I say, it's a very scientific approach. It doesn't always come off. But, um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's entered the Stagnet Prediction League uh, uh, from January, so. Uh, We'll see how he goes in there. Yeah, so Trevor has a rival, the psychic chinchilla. <laughs> thanks to David Cross from London and South East Stags. Uh, if you want to see that poll, go on to Stagsnet, have a look on the uh, on Twitter and yep. uh, all the usual places, and you'll find it there and take your uh, to, to put your vote on. At the moment, the Vikings are going to win, but psychic chinchilla can't do any worse than me, you, or, or Trevor at the moment. Most I definitely, think. but he has a wob- wobbly head for most of the season, <laughs> as, uh, as I recall, thinking back to some of, some of his predictions. You know. Yeah, but fair, fair play. Why not? Give it a go, <laughs> and you can see. Uh, he's got his own Twitter account yeah. as well Psychic Chinchilla just put it into his search engine Psychic Chinchilla is he only good at left back that's what I want well, to we know. might find out we might have to yeah. sooner <laughs> or later and we've got Sports Talk Predictor shortly find out how we did last week not very well <laughs> uh, and uh, what we're thinking for the, the weekend's uh, football games very very shortly and we'll also have uh, Morris's Minute Moan in the final part of Sports Talk and that's coming up next Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield unitedcarpetsandbeds.com Morris's Minute Moan I don't totally agree with him it's just down to greed oh dear well she's either angry or drunk dear oh dear why are we playing this game we don't need to play it dear 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 I would throw them both out it's obscene it's a disgrace some people just moan for the sake of it. Yes, it's that time of the week again. It's Morris's Minute Moan. I thought you'd been moaning about the fact that another music legend has died this week. Very sad news. One of my, if not my favourite song of all time, Hotel California. Yeah, Glenn Fry, Glenn we're Fry talking was about. part of that. That's right. Yeah. The Eagles. Very, very sad news. Who next? 
frightening. It really is, isn't it? I suppose when you become somebody of my age, you know, people of my era yeah. are going to start dying, unfortunately. It's a fact of life. Yeah. I've, got, I've got my hopes on Justin Bieber. How <laughs> are joking? Oh, dear. I'm going to get it with all the You're believers now. going to get phone now. calls now. Oh, the, all the, tw- the Twitter are going to yeah. go mad at me, but no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking on, on that one. Let, right, let's find out what's going on. Morrison's Minute Moan then. 60 seconds for you, Tommy. I nearly said 60 minutes then. It pretty much is, isn't it, usually? So Very what is uh, Tony, uh, Tim? Not Tony, Tim. <laughs> going about this time. There you go. Uh, is there anything worse than a sports snob? You know you know the kind, the one who looks down his nose at anyone watching Eurosport who would never go to a League 2 football match or who stopped watching terrestrial TV cricket highlights when they switched to Channel 5. Well, they're out in force again last weekend when TV comedy channel Dave screened David High's comeback fight in boxing. It was all set up to be a disaster, admittedly. The headlines were already written for the he- heavyweights return to the ring to be labelled a joke with no one watching. Several people said to me they wouldn't watch it simply because it wasn't on BBC, Sky or ITV. Well, they missed a good job by the channel. A safe pair of hands, admittedly, for the show, but they rightly ignored all the hyperbole and all the hype that you usually see on Sky. Presenter Ian Dempsey is a boxing specialist and well-known for his work. Commentator Ron McIntosh will be remembered for his TV coverage of boxing at the Olympics. Summarised was an ex-fighter, BJ Flores. Aside from a few technical difficulties, difficulties, they did a great job for me, so more of the same, please, and less of Sky screaming, sell, sell, sell. Well, over the top productions, <laughs> but it wasn't pay. It was it's still pay per view. It was well, on subscription. It wasn't free to air in the past. You said let's have it all on free to air. David Hay should have really been on free to air. Shouldn't he? Should have been on Channel Five or or ITV. To a point, I agree with you, but. Yeah, I, I think they've got to start somewhere, haven't they? Mm. I clearly wanted to get it more out to more people could watch it, if you like, than on Sky and Box Nation and whatever. And it was just the fact it was something different and they did it with proper people, but yeah. on a different channel. It shows you don't have to pay the fortunes for Sky or all the hype they do leading up to it. But and very interestingly before it, when I watched it, there was a nice documentary type programme, mm. preview programme first, and it was just a sensible programme, yeah. interviewing the two boxes. <laughs> None of this staged having a go at each other and all the various trainers and managers in the camp. Yeah. going over the top. It's got a one, proper sports programme. 1.2 million viewers, yeah, I think, he got as well, bad. which is, is good for yeah. Dave. But you know the first time there's going to be a big fight, he won't be on Dave. No, because he'll, he'll be on Sky, because Sky Box Office because or something like that. Because he want the money, and he'll take the money. And f- fair enough, you know, mm. who, who wouldn't do it in this situation? It's like footballers going to, you know, from Manchester, going to Man United or whatever to get the big wages. Of course you'll do that. But if more and more channels start doing different things in a little bit of sport eventually it'll eat away into Sky's dominance, yeah. which for me just isn't a good thing. But it's rights issues in the end, isn't it? Sky and yep. BT Sport have got pretty much all the big yeah. sports ones. Like in boxing, with the stables, it's they, not the big last. stables, they've got the, they've got yeah. the rights. It's not going to last. You know, years and years ago, it was Italy where they had the big TV rights for that country and they paid the big wages. That all imploded. Now you're seeing it Sky itself, the company, because they've gone over the top to get the last premier TV rights, they're now cutting back on jobs left, right and centre and not sending people out to certain events and not doing the job properly. Mm. You know, it's going to implode at some point and hopefully there will be other people underneath who will then take take up the baton. Morris's Minute Moan, if you agree or disagree, can tweet us at 103 Sport. I will retweet them all to Tim, <laughs> uh, whatever you feel, if you're right or wrong. Yeah. Did Dave do a good job last Saturday? Did you watch did. the, yeah. the David Hay fight? Uh, do you agree or disagree? Then let Tim know. And I was calling Tony there. Tony Morris used to play for Glatwall <laughs> many years ago. There you go, I know yeah. plenty of Morris. Only one S, though. That's right, there's only, there's only me with two. <laughs> yeah, there is indeed. We talked about that last year, didn't we, on the, uh, we did, the yeah. podcast. A mistake on is. my uh, father's birth certificate. Yes, yeah. it was a spelling mistake, and it, it was, stayed yeah. ever since. <laughs> Tim Morris with two S's. Right, let's move on, shall we quickly run out of time? Sports <coughs> Talk Predictor here on Mansu 103.2. Every week, we take four football games put down a score which we think they're going to be and then we add it all up we get it three points for a correct score one point for a correct result myself and Tim doing this and a random number generator who just throws out numbers willy nilly <laughs> and uh, we see who is the best and we've done 24 weeks of this and last week was probably the worst <laughs> in, in total because yep. I got Big no points yep. everything wrong you got everything wrong as well uh, Trevor uh, said Birmingham would win at Derby and Tevisal would win at home to AFC Mansfield so we got two points so it is at the moment I'm top with 58 Tim you're on 52 Trevor is on 52 yep. as well so it's uh, getting a little bit tighter hello Trevor <laughs> right let's go through this weekend great weekend of football coming up there's some great games yep. in there <laughs> Let's start in the championship tomorrow. Middlesbrough against Nottingham Forest. Forest coming up against the runaway leaders at this moment in time, and that's influenced me 3-1, I have said, to Middlesbrough. 
So you've copied me. I, I said 3-1 and I emailed you my, uh, ah, no, you, my you score lines in the week. 3-1 <laughs> was down as well, yeah, yeah. I know Forrest are on a good run, but, but we're doing really well. 3-1. What do you think, Trevor? So he thinks Forrest will win. It just seemed to go for these odd, and it worked last week with Birmingham <laughs> Derby, so... Certainly did. Mansfield against Luton uh, this Saturday. Uh, the Stags never beaten by Luton at home in a know. league game, and I, I say it's going to continue. 2-0 to Mansfield. Well, I say it's going to continue, but I think it'll be 1-1. I think oh. the banana armour effect will get Luton <laughs> point. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what do you think, Trev? 3-3 so well, plenty well. of goals yeah. to talk about <laughs> next weekend yeah. uh, big non-league game this weekend Rainworth Miners Welfare they're at home to Staveley Miners Welfare there's only a few miles in between these two sides yep. uh, I think they'll be out between them uh, out in one all uh, one all I'm going to go for Rainworth to actually you know deliver some of the promise they've shown this season and 2-0 2-0 that's, that's obvious you normally go the opposite way I you do, don't yeah, you try yeah. and uh, sort that out to celebrate Gordon Foster's birthday Indeed. I'm going for a Rainworth win <laughs> uh, Trevor what do you think 3-1 to Staveley Miners Welfare Which is, you know, mm. your head rolling his heart yeah. yeah Premier League Arsenal against Chelsea uh, the big game on Sunday uh, I said 2-1 Tim I think 1-1 one, one, uh, you know unless the referee gives Chelsea some more favours like they did last week <laughs> in which case they'll probably win but no 1-1 one, one. yeah mine was 2-1 to Arsenal by the way uh, and Trevor what do you think 2-1 He's gone for a draw as well. So you're pretty much uh, in, got a couple there like Trevor, haven't you? Yeah, slightly worrying. That's <laughs> right. I need to pull away from Trevor at the bottom. Indeed. Yeah. So we'll find out next week uh, how those go with a sports talk predictor, uh, seeing if uh, human mind and our great knowledge of the game beats a random number generator who just throws numbers out into the ethos. Well, we don't know, do we yet? So we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. We'll, we'll see. Uh, sports talk coming to us an end here on Manchester 103.2. Then big week coming up. It is Luton. Uh, Morecambe on Tuesday yeah. night. By the way, the SSA. Uh, have uh, got uh, still seats available uh, for Tuesday's game. They do leave at 2.30. Uh, more details on that tomorrow. We'll do it between 1 yep, and 2 here on Manson 3.2 because we're running out of time. Uh, Tim, have a great night. Yep, we'll speak to you down you. the line tomorrow at the yep. OneCore Stadium. It is the Stags against Luton tomorrow. Saturday Sports from 1. Have a great one. Good night.